previously on the Reroll Podcast. On the road, the party witnesses a terrible harbinger of events to come. I know those sounds. There's a siege going on. Godfrey's watch is under attack right now. With weapons that can instantly, effortlessly, turn a fortified watchtower to rubble. As you're looking, a large boulder is hurled and crashes into one, completely crumpling it. Which aren't even their biggest threat. Not by a long shot. You see a white dragon billowing a frozen, icy breath. What could be worse than a huge army of probably undead giants with a white dragon? And on top of it rides a giant. So Flint makes one good point. It's not going to be much of a loss if that place burns to us. I say we just keep moving. And we do. But what we've just witnessed leaves the party uneasy, to say the least. Holy man, I hope you know where you're going. As if I'd forget my way home. Our arrival, though, isn't the immediate relief I'd hoped. You don't hear it until it is shockingly close. This colossal, skeletal giant swinging a jagged bone axe at this armored elf. This giant just made a huge mistake. That elf is Vesrin, the man who trained me for many years. You do not attack Vesrin. Welcome back to the Reroll Podcast. All right. What's going on, guys? You ready to play some Pathfinder 2nd Edition? No. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us for episode 63. <laughs> we'll Subscribe to our Patreon. Subscribe to our Patreon for the actual like episode. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, I don't think legally yeah, don't, we can do that. Yeah. If our lawyer is listening to us, We'll get Please you your money. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're just going to jump right in today because I'm ready to get into some hell yeah. P-F-2-E-C-O-M-B-A-T. Calm, bitch. It's Wombat. not. You're very bad at spelling. <laughs> Kangaroo. <laughs> Are we just saying words? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Last time we left you guys the party cutting through the woods, heading to the temple, getting close to their destination, were stopped abruptly by sounds of a massive log being splintered. Looking over, not far from them at all, is a massive skeleton, the size of a giant, hurling this jagged bone axe, sweeping it down and smashing into the snow while this nimble elf dodges aside with two short swords in each of his hands. Bo, you recognize this to be just the car Vesserin. And using your perception checks as initiative, we're going to jump right into this. And just to set the scene a little bit, I think I mentioned last time, the snow really muffles the setting here. And between the kind of dense trees and sort of fallen brush and and dead logs, there's not a lot of sound that gets through, especially with the dampening of the snow. And so it's almost a serene scene of this battle because 
most of these sort of clashes and clangs you don't really hear until this massive axe makes contact with something. But first up is this elf. And he sees the party approaching. And he's like, Be careful! This monstrosity is deadly! Flank around the side! Don't let it corner you! If it hits you with any of these blows, they could mean your life! And he is going to give you all a plus one bonus to your attack and damage rolls until the starting of your next turn, until the start of his next turn with these guiding words. And then he is going to... Does it just help attacks or does it help like skill checks too? Just attacks and damage. Okay, so it's not like guided. All right, and he's going to sweep across with his swords and I think both attacks actually hit. Man, this dude's kicking ass. All right, so darting through this massive sort of gap in his legs, he unleashes this fury of just slices, and they chip away at this skeletal bone. And he manages to do a decent amount of damage to it. But Star, it is now your turn. Now keep in mind, this is difficult terrain. So every five feet of move, or every step of movement doubles. Wait, so he... Every step of movement that thing takes is doubled. Is that correct? Every step of movement you guys take. So, so we're half speed? Half much, speed. Or? Half speed, yeah. I think Star is just going to move up a tiny bit. And she's going to quick draw her short bow and try to hit it twice. Okay. Roll to hit. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20 is a miss. Really? Even on a creature that big? Yeah, so I think actually what happens is the arrow sort of clanks against its rib cage, but just doesn't do any damage. I guess I'll go ahead and try to hit it one more time. 25? 25 is a hit. And we're going to go ahead and hit it for a total of 5 damage. Okay, so this second arrow flings and plucks itself right into the collarbone of this creature, but it looks small and dwarfed by the creature's massive frame. You said eight damage? Five. Five damage. But yeah, no, eight. That's good. Five damage. Fifty-eight damage. It is this monstrosity's turn. Focusing on this nimble elf in front of him, he is going to make his first attack with this giant axe, bringing it down. I think that is a miss. Nope, nope. Just hits. So it comes down and just slices at the calf of this elf as he tries to dodge away, but barely gets clipped by it. And he takes not too much damage. 14 points of damage. And you just see this white snow get splattered with this spray of blood. And this massive undead abomination turns to you, Star, and just starts rushing at you and with this intensity opening its palm and you see these sort of sharpened claws at the end of the skeletal hand. It is going to try to attack. Does our friend here have an attack of opportunity? Or does it not? 
it does, does not move. have that. Uh, but but does he, he does. He does not have an attack of opportunity now. Okay. Um, I have a quick question. I th I hope anyway. Sure. Um, so I was reading, and the only way for me to get sneak attack is if the creature I'm attacking is flat-footed. Is that correct? Correct. In this game? Okay, gotcha. Yes. Okay, so this creature charges at you, Star, and gonna make an attack against you. Use my blood red dice. I'm feeling a crit. You feeling a crit? I feel a crit. Not a crit. Uh, but a failure. Oh no. Oh, this this will be a close one, I think. Twenty-three. Fuck you. That's like my exact stuff. Well, I'll take a hit. And so this. Cr uh, cr well, let me roll my damage for you. Okay. So you're gonna take 22 damage as this creature rushes towards you and just slams you with its massive fist. You're actually also gonna get shoved 10 feet back. And you're-, you're Star. Yeah, you're sort of <laughs> thrown into the arms of Flint. In fact, Flint makes a, Flint make a, a reflex save. Uh, 31. Okay, so I think she flies back into you and you just kind of like <clears throat> Dodge instinctually me. like, <laughs> yeah, just sort of get out Trip of the it. way as she's just forcefully flying back, but Star, you remain on your feet. Okay. I'll just say she, as she's sliding back this way, Flint kind of sidesteps and then like sort of catches her on her upper back with his hand. Sure. Keeps her from falling or something. And Flint, it is now your turn. Um, Flint's gonna draw his weapon and charge forward. Um, what's the? I think I can. If it's halved, I think I can still make it up here in one action. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think you can get up to him. Cool, yeah, so draw his weapon, charge forward, and just say, it's always going to be up to us to save the bloody day, and uh, try to tumble behind this man. Okay, and that is against my reflex DC? You tell me. I think so. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll your acrobatics. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to be difficult. Well, it's an 18, so yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Ooh, yeah, so you try to tumble through, and... This thing just stomps down and just sort of brushes you back. No attack of opportunity, though, so you're all right. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. Oh, gotcha. All right, Bo, it is your turn. Okay. I think that Bo is just going to move, like, five feet to the right, five feet to the left, and just, like, boop, boop each of your weapons or so that you get... Disrupting weapons, which adds the d4 positive damage to undead, which I've done before. Nice. But I think I'm going to heighten it to third so it does more. Okay, so how much damage does it add? Wait, so height. Sorry, I'm just confused. Heightened still. With heightened, you have to expend it. If it's a spell, you have to upcast it at, with a higher spell slot. And I think you had okay. prepared it in a higher spell slot. Yeah, I don't think... Oh, yeah, I have to have it to... in the right place. Okay, then yeah. I won't do that. 
Um, oh. But each, well, so if I'm going back and forth, but it's my whole, that's still one action, right? To kind you of interrupted your two. movement, so it, you already used an action to move. You can't like no, but take like a the stride. one, like I, I can go between them, still with my whole movement. Say no, you can't break up your movement. So if you moved five feet to get to them, cast a spell, you'd have to take another action to move. Uh, okay, then I guess I'll just double boop star like the dagger and whatever she has in her hands was a, a bow. Bow. Short bow. Yeah. Okay. Um. So both of them. Oh, you will do that. Arms. We'll do those. Yeah. Am, am I a short bow or am I a long bow? <laughs> Your character. <laughs> it's how people perceive me. Anything else? Uh. No. That's all I can do. Groth, it's your turn. And Kiaran, you're on deck. Yeah. Groth is going to um. So I'm going to do this no matter what even if it does absolutely nothing to him. But as for how I'm going to do it, uh, would you consider this thing for the purpose of spell effects uh, to be a, an artifact or a, uh, sorry, a living creature or a construct or an object? A living creature, right? No, it's not a living creature. Probably none of those. It's definitely none not living. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Is it? Hmm. Okay. Um. Really quickly, I didn't realize I actually am within five feet of both of them, and I thought they were further away because of the way the map looks, but they're not. So I would have split it between them. Okay, that's fine. Okay. So apparently, a living creature has a Constitution score. And undead typically don't, it sounds like. Uh, no, this has a constitution and score, but it also has the undead trait. Oh, and on weird. the undead trait, it says... Well, Reddit's once... wrong, then. Weird. <laughs> no. The Reddit? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, move on. Sorry, fine. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah, Groth is going to uh, just kind of like kiss his fingertips and point at the sky and look up. And thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. This one's for you. <laughs> and uh, a lightning bolt is going to just come down out of fucking nowhere. Well, I guess it's stormy above us, so it's not out of nowhere. But okay, uh, it's going to come down and attempt to hit this guy. This right big prostate. guy. Yeah. So make a uh, reflex save. With his prostate. With his prostate. <laughs> really can only damage the prostate. It can't do, like... It's a terrifying spell. Or it's <laughs> really good one to whip out on a Saturday night, depending on, you know, how practiced you are with it. <laughs> 25. 25, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, it's going to do Prostate damage. That's it. <laughs> Wait, so did that hit? No, it did not. Yeah. It's a really resilient prostate, then. It is. You don't have one. It's gone. <laughs> you don't know that. Wow, disappeared. Wow. That. <laughs> nah, we'll we'll find it. It's in there. Uh, he probably uh, takes he... half damage, I guess. No, it doesn't say anything about that. It just says uh, basic reflex save. You call down a small bolt of lightning on the target, dealing four d twelve electricity damage. Was it called lightning bolt? Sudden bolt. 
Four D twelve, Jesus. Yeah, probably yeah, does half damage. Let me see. Yeah, a lot of these don't say anything about half damage on nothing because I have like electric arc and it doesn't do any half damage. Yeah, it's not it, on which it definitely does. Um, oh, actually, that's just a general rule of saving throws. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, electric arc is just yeah. a, okay. a cantrip, anyways. I think though. No, it still does it on electric arc. Hundred percent. Okay. Um, so half half damage listed from. All right, then he's gonna take uh, sixteen. Right? 32? Yeah, 16. 16? Okay. So, this bolt comes from the sky and sort of plant, uh, uh, strikes at the snow right beneath him and bursts a bunch of it up, and he gets this sort of side crackling from it. How much? 16? 16. Yes, sir. It's a glancing blow off of the prostate. Would have been a pretty good blow if he was a. Uh, he hadn't dodged it. Anything else, Groth? Uh, yeah, Groth is just gonna draw his weapon and say, "Well, I don't know if we've met before, but I've met your buddies. It didn't turn out well, but don't tell him that." Okay, Kiaren, it's your turn. Star, you're on deck. Uh, Kiaren is going to cast guidance on herself, and then um which gives me a plus one to skill checks as well as other stuff. And then she's just going to kind of look at this creature and let out like a scream that's part anger, part pain um, and do an intimidation. Okay. Which is a intimidation roll. And you have that feat where you don't have to speak a language, correct? uh, Yeah. Okay. Shit. Uh, 19. And that's oh, against, plus one, 20. That's against its will, DC? Um, yeah. Okay, fail, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's my turn. All right, it is this elf's turn. Okay, so this elf runs up and flanks with you, Flint, and shouts. It says, remember, work as a team. We cannot take this thing one by one. And gives you all guiding words again, so everybody gets a plus one to uh, attack and damage rolls against this. And then he is going to, again, try to double swipe at this creature. And miss both times. And I think, to your point earlier, Flint, I think all these do hit, but it's just this thick, giant bone that is just deflecting these short swords and they can't seem to do anything. Kind of like heavy armor often, like they'll take a blow, but... Mm-hmm. Star, it is your turn, Flint. You're on deck. Okay. I think Star, like, taking the lead from um, Groth, seeing the electricity, is actually going to go ahead and try to use electric arc on this thing as well. Um, so you're going to make a basic uh, reflex saving throw for me. So basic. Which, bitch. I'm looking at the spell on the website in the book, and it doesn't say anything about half damage. If it's not on the spell. Any basic reflex saving throw. Or okay. any basic saving throw. So this crit is success, like take throws, no okay. damage. Success, take half damage. Failure, take full damage. Crit fail, take double damage. Okay. Which, I just crit failed. 
Fucking eat shit. (laughs) Found its weakness. Uh, Its weakness is its own failure, just like the DM. GM. (laughs) (laughs) So I get a plus one to this damage that I'm about to do, right? Yep. And like, is it doubled or do I roll twice? All your damage will be doubled. So just roll your damage, add all your bonuses, double it. Okay. Believe you're going to take 22 damage there. All right. Yeah, it's actually, I rolled pretty low on my dice, but still, I mean, 22 damage is not bad. I think, yeah, Yeah. I think this sort of arc of electricity just sort of hits right in the base of the spine and just like reverberates and sort of seizes up these, these animated bones for a second and it starts to smoke a little bit. I think Star, like what this looks like for you guys is she just like kind of reeling from getting knocked back so hard and she's not usually someone that's up front so that took her by a bit of surprise. She's a little pissed off by that. So she just, she points her finger out and she's like, like you stupid bony bastard, eat shit. (laughs) And then like this like crackly purple bolt just like shoots out at it, hits it right in the spine. And I believe I have one more action because that took two of mine to cast that. So I'm going to go ahead and try to hit it one last time with my short bow since it's already out. Okay. Um, and sorry, what did you do? What did you do to me, Bo? <laughs> you called me short bow, so you get what you get. <laughs> no, um, it's a d4. To Extra, damage? Yeah. Okay. And uh, don't forget to apply your multiple attack penalty. Yes. Since you, yes. Yeah, it's going to be my four because the other one took up two, right? Or like my, my last one, my third one. It should be your second one, I believe, because you did one attack, even though it was two okay. actions. I got you. Okie dokie. And it's positive damage if that makes a difference. Thank you. Okay. How does a 23 land? And that was with the plus one with the guide? Uh, 24. Then. Because it is flat-footed, it hits. Okay, so I should get my sneak attack, too? Yes. Wait. A total of eight damage. I don't have any extra bonuses from anyone else, right? You have the positive energy. Did you do your D4 extra? And you got the plus one for the one guy? Well, 13, then. Uh, Is it plus one for both damage and attack? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Unless so they're both the same type of bonus. 13, I think. Are they both status bonuses or? What do you mean? Like if they're both like the same type of bonus, then they don't stack, right? Uh, I think, th- well, one of them would be, well, let me see, hold on. Because I don't think the bonus applied from both spell, I think it just does a D4 positive energy. Okay. So I don't think that would stack, so no. Okay. It is now this skeletal monstrosity's turn, and it lets out this unnerving... It's almost like a screech, but there's no vocal cord, so it's just like this loud sort of rattling of bones. just like... And it takes a... Yeah, yeah, it sounds like like (laughs) my Yeah, And it takes this... It takes this broad swipe with its axe that's going to hit both Flint's and Veserin. Is it now? 
<laughs> Potentially not. Well, no, definitely. 27. Yeah. And that's obviously not going to be a crit, right? No. Okay. But he does crit Fesserin. Natural 19 on the dice. Yeah. For a 37. Okay. So we'll do yours first there, Flinneroni. Flint, you're going to take 15 points of damage. That's not bad. Oh, minimum damage on my dice for Vesserin. So he's going to take 24 points of damage. Yeah, he's fine. So you see this jagged axe made of bone slice across Vesserin and it hits him like right in the stomach, leaving a deep, deep gash, splattering more blood on this white snow. And I think, Flint, you might actually be taken aback by this thinking he's focusing on Vesserin, but this axe comes back around with such a wide arc and it just kind of catches you in the shoulder. And then he's going to turn back and attack you once more with his final attack. Well, actually... Me? Yes, but no, actually what he's going to do... He's going to give up and leave. I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) He is going to try to trip you. Ooh. Can I use Nimble Dodge as a reaction to that? What does that do? Just gives me plus two circumstance bonus to AC. This won't be against your AC. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, that makes sense. It is going to be... What is your reflex save? Plus 14. Okay, so it's going to be 10 plus 14, so 24. Okay. And despite my really good bonus... It misses, so I think it like hits you with the axe and then comes back around and sweeps it at your feet and you just sort of jump over it. Okay. Can I do something? I don't know mechanically if this is possible to take like a reaction to do this, but can I dodging it? Can I try grabbing the axe and like riding it up to try to climb this dude? Sure. Give me a even if it's difficult. I want to try it. Okay. Yeah. Give me a I would say acrobatics check. Okay. That's fair. I think that's that's fair. I'm going to say religion. Uh, okay, give me a religion check. Is a religion good for you, Flint? <laughs> I know Pathfinder 1 had some really complicated climbing enemy rules. Is that yeah, I not applying this? The... I'm not going to okay. do that because I don't want to. <laughs> I also rolled fairly well. I got a 32. Yeah, okay. So I think you are now kind of gripping the head of the axe. Oh, and to clarify, I wanted I was trying to get panache from this, too. I think that's I fair. <laughs> I think okay. you can get yeah. some panache. Sweet. Uh, okay, Flint, it is now your turn. Hell yeah. Um. Uh, Flint is going to, depending on where I am, I guess I'd probably just try to go for this thing's like throat slash neck vertebrae area. Okay, so you're sort of climbing up it. Yeah, well, if I could, can I reach <laughs> it or do I have to do it, expend any movement to get over to it? I'll say, with, since your acrobatics was so good that you could just use a move action to sort of get up there, but I'm going to okay. give you, you're going to, this creature's already flat-footed to you, but I'm also going to give you a plus two bonus to your attack. 
Hell yeah. Do I still have it from the inspiring words that uh, Vesserin? I plus one think those won't stack, so just take they a plus stack, two okay. instead. Okay, so yeah, Flint's gonna, like, get up on the axe head, plant his feet, and sort of stride towards this thing along, this thing's neck along its arm, and then go in to try to hit it in the neck with his short sword with two attacks. Okay. And let's see here. Okay, first attack, you said plus two? Yes. Okay. First attack, uh, 24. Because it is flat-footed, you hit it. Hell yeah. Okay, second attack. Not as good. That's going to be a 19. Miss on the second one. So okay. I think the first attack you like hit in the vertebrae of like the back of its neck and then you go again and you just catch its chin and deflect off of it. So for in order for something to be a finisher, does it have to be the last attack in the chain? Meaning like would that if that if I'd used a, uh, the second strike as a finisher, which is my intention, would I not get my finisher damage because that attack missed? I'd have to double check. I oh. believe so. I'm not entirely also, sure, but I that sounds right. I believe so because precise strike finisher still does half damage on a miss. Yeah, okay. So that's yeah, that's entirely what it is then. Okay. So first damage is going to be um 9 and then second damage would be bam. Um, well, hold up. so I wouldn't roll primary damage since it was a miss, but I'd still get to roll my precise strike finisher damage, correct? Correct. Okay, cool. I'm just gonna roll three d six then and give you half that. No, how do I? Oh God, hold on. How do I clear this? There we go. Let's do this easy way. Okay, uh, that would be six damage, or rounded down to be five. So a total of fourteen. Okay, great. Which is not very much, but. I mean, that's <laughs> you're chipping away at this and you're like hacking away at its neck vertebrae and you start to see like an indent. You can see that you're making progress. Bo, it is your turn. Groth, you are on deck. You said it wasn't doing well. It's definitely looking hurt. Mm-hmm. I want to do something, guys. I don't know if it's going to be worth it, so. Fuck it. Try it. Okay. Um... It's a very long description, so... Those are my favorite. I know. <laughs> long um, and complicated. So let's see if I can... Well, I don't even know where I want to be. It's kind of confusing. Um, it's sign of conviction. Uh, I conjure a religi my religious symbol of my deity and... Um, to smite my foes, basically. And it, I'm immobile, and I... Wait, no, no, no. The religious symbol is a mobile made of pure magical force and can't be damaged. As long as um, I sustain this, I gain plus one uh, status bonus to AC and saving throws, and and I'm immobilized. What's the spell called real quick? Sign of Conviction. The DC for any effect to force you to move out of your space, such as shove action, is equal to the spell DC or normal DC, whichever is higher. If I stop being immobilized or moved out of my space, sign of conviction immediately ends. Um, and each time I sustain the spell, I can emit a blast of energy within 100 feet and roll a spell attack and do 2d10 damage. Cool. So yeah. it looks like 
it casts it costs two actions to cast it and then every turn you want to maintain it you'll have to sip and a action to sustain the spell but you could do that multiple times to get this attack off multiple times but how, don't i have to cast this isn't two actions so how it's I... two actions to cast it but only a single action to maintain the spell oh so that takes place of concentrating in 5e so essentially you can use two actions to cast it did you move no i don't really know if i would want to move okay that's fine so you can use your final action to sustain the spell to make one of these spell attacks. Yeah, I think that's what I... Some of the spells do have wording that makes it so you can only use it once per round. So No, this this spell. says you can sustain mo- the spell multiple times okay. in the same round. So to once I cast it and I'm not moving, then I can... I, I guess I don't completely understand because it's, a- can... it's not two actions or like it's only one action to make, create that blast while I'm immobile or it's only yeah so two actions to cast it initially mm-hmm. and then every turn you have to use at least one action to sustain the spell or you lose it and then I can cast it two more times since I'm immobile if I sustain it yeah I mean you can okay. if you want to cast it up to all three times on your next turn but this turn you only have one action remaining yeah since so you used yeah to, yeah there okay. you go so roll to roll to hit I don't know what which one it is. Is it fortitude or what is it? What am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing. It's your spell attack bonus. I don't know where that is. There should be like on the spell, like above mine anyway. It, it'll say like damage or something, and you can just hit that and it'll roll it for you. I have the damage, but I don't. It's have, at like, the my top of attack. your spell list. It says like divine DC. Oh, there it is. This number attack this number. I just had to scroll up. I just didn't see it. Oh no. I rolled a, a natural twenty. Which I know doesn't foot. hit. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, even with the flat-footed, the beam of positive energy shoots by it. But it Sounds does look like it right. kind of cowers from it, just sort of like it's repelled by the, the energy. So does she okay. get to use it again if she's sustained? That's not she, un- she doesn't not have yet. enough actions to do oh, that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Roth, it is your turn. Kiara, and you're on deck. Uh... Uh, my move speed is 25. Do I half that and round up or half that and round down? Uh, I don't remember, so just half it and round up. Okay. Yeah, I think Groth is going to move up right in between him and this tree. And uh, he's going to say, hey, fucker. Hey. I knew you're used to the cold. How do you like fire? And uh, he's going to go ahead and use a spell strike with produce flame. He's going okay. to, which you've actually seen him do before at uh, Maximus's eulogy. I'm going to... Uh, what kind of weapon are you wielding right now, Groth? It's a long sword. It's a it's a kind of big one. You can tell Groth has added some girth and length to it at the forge. It would be a like great some... sword for Flint. <laughs> Probably so. For, for Groth, and mechanically, it's a long sword. Um, yeah, Groth just kind of takes his, uh, takes his finger and his finger starts kind of sparking and shooting off little chunks of coal. And he's going to run it down his blade really fast and the whole blade lights up. And he's going to whack this thing in as close to the crotch as he can find. Whack a skull. Yeah. yeah. His boner. 
It's not funny. Yeah, it is. I'm offended. Uh, I'll suppose a 19 hits. 19 is a miss, unfortunately. Okay. Do you want to use a re-roll? I, I want to use a re-roll, actually. Yeah. Watch me roll it. Trying to get all our rerolls out of this. Yeah. So you're gonna ask every time you're gonna <laughs> get a suspended. How's a twenty-eight hit? Twenty-eight hits. Okay. 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 Then uh, he's he's gonna go ahead and take a whopping ass five damage from the great sword, and and a fifteen damage from the flame. Total of twenty. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. All right, so you bring this fiery sword and you hit it right across like the femur and your sword chips in a good two inches and the flame sort of scorches the bone and this sort of like yellowish off-white bone starts to char a little bit and it just sort of like lets loose this horrific rattling again, this time almost perhaps a screech of pain. Nice Welcome to shot. my world. <laughs> Kiaren, it is your turn. Kiaren is going to move up. I'm kind of confused on where the boxes are with this creature. Is this box in range? I think you got to move up one more. Well, it's like in. She's no, jumping you're to good. the corner of the square. I don't know why. You're good, actually. Okay. Um, and she is going to focusing on how she felt after Bo healed her in that energy it gave her, just kind of push that energy into her hand and reach out and cast Lay on Hands on it. I need it to make a fortitude save. You're gonna heal it. A basic fortitude save, it says. So Hello, basic. Um, okay. I think I... 29? Um, 29 saves. Um... I have 21, so it's not a crit. But it's still... With basic, that means it takes half damage, right? Correct. Ooh, that's a good roll. Uh, 15 halved. Rounding down, I'm assuming, so seven? Seven, okay. So this glow of this positive energy, you sort of go back and sort of grab as it's shifting and swinging its axes, or its, its large axe, you grab at the back of one of its ribs and just infuse it with this bright light and energy and it bursts in this small controlled explosion of overwhelming positive energy and it shatters a couple of ribs and it sort of almost brings this uh, skeletal hulk buckling to its legs but it is still alive do I get the plus one damage from the one guy sure so eight also, don't forget, uh, you have the thing I gave you too. Even though, I, cause did I, you give I changed, me something? Yeah, I changed my mind. I split it between you and Star. The one D four. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh. Sorry. Well, it would be oh, on a I, weapon, so it wouldn't infuse yeah. your land hands. I know, ah, yeah. never mind. Okay, his hands are not weapons. I yeah, I legally registered weapons. It is buy one get one half off, and they're free, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. So you can't buy them. So then you can't get one half off. <laughs> because they're free. It is the elf's turn. He has a name. Veserin. Yes. With this creature being distracted and flat-footed by Flint's 
wrestling around on its neck and Groth chipping away at this fiery sword. Vesserin runs forward and just slides underneath the right leg of this creature and jumps up and Flint, sort of wrapping yourself around the neck of this creature, you see a short sword just pierce out the top of its skull and it falls lifeless on the ground, its bones shattering, unable to contain themselves anymore. Nice. What, what you mean did you not lifeless? Do? He just killed it. He stabbed it through the bottom of its jaw. Okay, cool. Bo's I'm just... going to roll an acrobatics check to see how cool I ride this thing down as it collapses. Okay, <laughs> okay 33. So pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So yeah, I think this yeah. thing comes down and you just sort of like legless glide off of it and just... Right, yeah, that's kind of the visual I was thinking. <laughs> directly in the snow. Bo's just like, was so ready to, to do the spell, but then missed before. So he's just immobilized like, wait, I was, I was gonna... Uh, <laughs> and he's just stuck. I was gonna do something cool. Before he kind of freezes. <laughs> I Karen think just Flint sits down like on the frozen body next to her. <laughs> <laughs> I think Flint is like relighting his milk car as the beast is falling. It's just like, <laughs> yep. steps little, off. Little puff of smoke. <laughs> uh, gets the match on fire, like as he's on yeah. fire. Like, like when they strike anywhere. It on, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It lights magically, but yeah, just for added effect. Yeah, he, he strikes a match on this thing as he's sliding <laughs> its arm or something. And just holds it up in front of him like, that's that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even use it to light the milk car. He's just lighting the match. <laughs> I found this match. <laughs> And this older elf stands tall in this frigid weather. His dark, wrinkled complexion, accented by his salt and pepper ha uh, black hair, pulled tightly into a topknot. His armor is, is accented with fur and pelts that seem to blend into the environment. It's inscribed with holy runes, and it seemingly fits snug and perfect, and nothing is out of, out of place even after this fight. Matching blue tattoos cover his temples. He stare, his intense stare glances from Flint to Star to Groth to Kiaran, maybe lingering an extra second, and then to Bo. And the stare softens. Bo, my student. It warms my heart to see you again. And he just kind of strides towards you with arms open. Um, Bo's shaking off the embarrassment of not even being able to, like, do any, basically anything in that fight. But it just kind of shakes it off and is gl really glad to see Vesteran and it meets him halfway. He gives you a very tight hug and he's like, I was very worried after all of this, but I felt you'd be okay. And look at you, and he sort of backs away, and he's like, You look strong. Much stronger than last time I saw you. Bo just says, like, yeah, well, and he, like, twists his finger around his new, like, skunk stripe, and, like, kind of, like, pulls his eye, like, his eye down, like, showing this new eye, like, oh, yeah. Yes. Different. I like it. New eye color, not just, like, a new eyeball, but, you know. I found this one. Put it in there. <laughs> now I have three. <laughs> the old one's still in there. It hurts. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he looks over the rest of you and he says, So these must be your companions that the Oracle has saw. Flint's back there prying this 
skeleton apart with his sword trying to find anything cool. He's like, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're welcome, by the way. <laughs> of course, dwarf, thank you. Piece of advice, you're not going to find anything useful, and a few seconds those bones will turn to ash. But we really need to keep moving. This place is not safe. And he glances to, like, a frozen body on the ground that's just got, like, a, th a thin layer of ice around it. Um, somebody you knew? No. But somebody who deserved better, no doubt. Karen looks down and realizes she's sitting on it and is like, oh, and gets up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably seeing Vesterin was, like, it just kind of made Bo forget you know, all the pressing things that around him. And so he probably kind of is like, oh, yeah, uh, Kiaren. And is kind of like waving you over. She'll meander over slowly. She needs help. I, I thought that we could. I know that there we have the experience somewhere. She's fading. And he looks over you, Kieran, and sort of, like, slowly brings his hands up, and he's like, May I? Uh, I don't usually trust holy ones, but, uh, you're a friend of Bo's, so, yes. And he kind of open palm places, like, the fingertips of his hands on each side of your head and temple. He's just, like, looking over you and looks in your eye, and he's like, Yes. The Oracle has foreseen this. I'm afraid there's not much I can do, Bo. But the Oracle... Well, she's one of the few that retain their power. But I... I lost mine with whatever this is. And he gestures towards the sky. He goes, Soul is not there. Whatever darkness this is... Blankets. I know. But it's one you love. Is that not correct? Hold the fuck up now. Who'd you say you were? I apologize. Groth, is it? My name is Veserin Windov. I'm a just the car of Sospiria. I reside at the Temple of Dawn and Dusk, and... When this happened, many of us who worshipped Sol, or the Sun, as... Some of you may call it lost our connection to the divine. However, our oracle, Olsen, he did not. It seems his powers were amplified, though they took a bit of a, a, a toll on him. He has foreseen your futures, or at least... The possible outcomes of them. Talking about losing connections to things, I'm about to lose my connection to my bollocks if we don't get out of this cold. Can we please keep moving? You're about to lose your connection to your soul in this reality. I wouldn't be so quick to jump to jokes, Dwarf. But I think he's am... correct. We should walk and talk. It is quite cold and I am tired. Bo shrugs and says, I don't know, he's kind of short. Look at the snow's coming up. I think it's getting pretty close. It is literally touching my ball sack. <laughs> what I was trying to get at, it wasn't much of a joke. <laughs> but no, implying that we can keep this conversation going, but like, yeah, we should be probably heading towards the temple, right? Fine. 
That is wise. Let's move. And you guys move on. Um, and during this journey, he just kind of... And at this point, Vesseran's taking the lead. While we're walking, I want to ask if... Just say... Um, Vesseran, did you have a vision? Or, I guess, a dream? When this all happened? Yes. Not all of us did, but... I did. Really? Not all of you at the temple did? No. And I thought that maybe all everyone did. I don't no. know. Olsen has... theorized that whatever this is is some sort of incursion of planes colliding. Those with presences and other planes of existence maybe have had some sort of cognitive experience. I did. Oracle Olsen did. Zara did. But everyone else did not. Are there other people besides yourself that have lost their connection to their power? Yes. Most of the following of the temple worshipped soul. The sun. And it seems whatever this is has completely blinded or disrupted our faith. However, as I said before, Oracle Olsen granted Oracle Olsen does not Worship soul, though soul and cosmios are gods of at least some good. It seems Oracle Olsen has. Well, his powers have amplified. Do any of the priests at the temple worship Emin? Interesting. No. However, we do have an armory built in in his honor. Any books or knowledge? I'm sure the librarians could point you in some direction. Olsen's fairly clever as well when it comes to reciting dry religious texts. But Emin was always a, a great warrior, fabled, and those who follow him are proud people. And I'm going to guess, based on your line of questioning, that you have some sort of connection to him. Perhaps the armory is a place you should vis visit. So it may seem, but uh, the way you describe Emin definitely sounds like one of the better gods? Yes. One of the nine. Or eight. I can't remember the number I decided upon. <laughs> we'll round up and say ten. <laughs> Call it what an do even you mean? twenty-five. Baker's dozen. What are these nine? I don't have those notes pulled up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just mean in general. <laughs> well, there's a... As you, you very well... No, there are all sorts of gods and deities, devils, demons, and otherwise wannabe 
powerful beings, but the main pantheon once generally accepted between men, el, and dwarves are a collection of well-documented forces throughout history of this place. And after a while, after this long trek through snow and brush and woods and the wind fighting you with each step, you finally crest the top of hill on this narrow sort of cliffside passageway where you're forced to kind of go single file. Ve uh, Jessica Vesterin in front, Bo close behind, followed by Kiaran, Groth, Flint, and then Star. And you see it. The temple. Nestled in between steep cliff sides. It's no wonder that this place is hidden to the world. Sharp elven architecture stands out in this pale snow with green pointed roofs and brilliant white stone buildings. Around the temple itself, a uniquely carved wall, a barrier between the temple and the outside world, is scribed with religious iconography and runes. Armored sentries patrol and peer out of archer turrets, scanning for incoming danger, and there's a moat that's dug around a collapsible bridge that's filled with sharpened spears in place of water. Here we are. Home. Tog's beard, you... You elves really know how to build a temple. Flint's <laughs> kind of just in awe. One thing I will say about dwarves is they... understand good craftsmanship when they see it. I can appreciate the stonework. That's for damn sure. And he leads you down into this valley, nestled in this sort of secret cove. And... As you approach the collapsible bridge, you see this moat with these sharpened spears, and in it are maybe a dozen bodies. Immediately, Bo, you see bodies of animated undead, zombies, bones of skeletons, Groth, you notice chunks of armor armor affixed to what is likely now an army of the dead. And Flint, you notice blue-skinned orc carcasses. Mm. The wondrous reinforced gate in front of you depicts a blazing sun. Vesserin looks up at a tall woman in beautiful elven armor, shimmering emerald green. She gives a nod to him, gripping this longbow, and shouts in Elvish, Open the gates! And the gates open for you, revealing a neat courtyard revolving around a beautiful cherry blossom with thick, smooth bark. Several sleek buildings and various designs fill this protected space, but most notably, a dome-shaped church with marvelous stairs that Oh, maybe you hadn't made the connection before, but really look like the steps from your vision. Come now. Oracle Olsen is likely in the Chapel of Stars. As we're coming in, and if there is undead, there is, a, a, you know, obviously a, a very different 
different, um, I guess, body language for Bo. But other than that, being here is like almost like you've been watching him hold his breath this entire time until now. And especially with the cataclysm and everything else, that it's still here and it looks almost as beautiful as ever in a very different way because with the snow being the way it is, it's, it's just different. Mm-hmm. But it's the same, too. I think mm-hmm. as Bo pauses to take in the scene, Kieran stops next to her and is just like, I'll never get used to the distance and views you see up here. Neither will I. Well, you'll have to get used to it next <laughs> time on the Reroll Podcast. No, you can't make me. Blamp, blamp, blamp. I'm going to get used by it. Uh, nice. No. <laughs> Stop your recording and never come back. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons, living or dead, or actual events are purely coincidental. Reroll Gaming uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy, we are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Reroll Gaming is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Want to follow us on social media? listen to another episode, or send us hate mail, check out our link tree for all our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we can use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright Zingaring. The Chronicles of Rel theme and Frequency theme are copyright Tanner Prentice. Please consider donating to our Patreon or Ko-fi if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more and with your support we can make a lot more. And leave us a review wherever you heard this episode. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.